0: my bed, and it's very warm and comfy and I love it. So anyways, (laughs) today we are talking about concepts within Taoism. There's Wu Wei, this reverse law of effort, not trying to force things, just going with the natural harmony, the natural way of the universal laws, basically. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the general philosophy of Taoism. I've been noticing the more I practice with this, the more peaceful I am with myself, with others, my general environments. I am just much more at ease than I think I've ever been in my life. (laughs) That might be kind of a blanket statement, but I'm just trying to practice this a lot and really get used to integrating it into my daily life, I used to be a person that forced a lot, like put a lot of pressure on things, tried to control a lot of things, and all that ever did was make me a really anxious person. And while I'm still working on this, I have seen pretty awesome changes in my mindset, just my perspective on general life. (laughs) So I'm hoping with this episode, it can just bring some insight to Taoism. Hopefully, these explanations and illustrations of Taoism are simple. And that way, you can understand them more and just make them part of your daily life so that there's more ease with all these things that we deal with in life. A lot of us try to Go, go, go all the time. Be productive. We try and look right, speak right, act right, do all these things correctly, do what we're supposed to be doing. And it's just like, I'm over it. (laughs) I don't know if anyone else is feeling that way, but I'm like, kind of done doing things that don't feel right to my inner nature. And when I listen to that part of myself, I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. And Even if the end result isn't some magnificent, positive thing, I can still look at it and be like, okay, but I chose this. And this was something that I wanted to do. And I can take full responsibility for it instead of being like, I let other people influence how I was supposed to live my life or how I'm supposed to be. No one wants to do that. (laughs) So I think with these learnings in Taoism, it will help all of us be much more patient with ourselves and just understanding of ourselves and know that what's right for us is right for us. And it might not be right for somebody else. And their things probably aren't right for you. And that's okay. Things just are the way that they are. And everything's temporary. (laughs) And, you know, it's just easier to move through life rather than force or resist or just try so hard to change things. Taoism is a very mysterious philosophy. I think the Tao Te Ching, which is the the book that Taoism like that's the first book of Taoism. It's a very mysterious piece of art. Nobody knows exactly when it was written. The existence of the author is still up for debate, like they don't even know if he was a real person, but it's the most translated work in the world after the Bible. The Tao Te Ching, it's a really beautiful book. I found it to be very nice, but honestly very confusing. So I found this really great book called The Tao of Pooh, which takes Winnie the Pooh and characters from Winnie the Pooh. And demonstrates the philosophies within Taoism. It really makes it so easy to understand and see. It's beautifully simple and I love it. I'll definitely link it in the show notes for you if you're looking for a simpler explanation of what Taoism and Taoism is. It's a really great book. The essence of Taoist philosophy is living in harmony with the Tao. The Tao means the way. And there's no way to really explain exactly what that is it's basically this all-encompassing force that is beyond our comprehension and the goal is to live in agreement with it and when we live in harmony with the way when we live in harmony with the Tao, we have more peace in our lives it brings this ease and simplicity and beauty into our life because we just are going with the flow. It's very much like going with the flow kind of philosophy. There's this really great example from the book about a famous Chinese painting. We see three men standing around a vat of vinegar. Each has dipped his finger into the vinegar and tasted it. The expression on each man's face shows his individual reaction. Since the painting is allegorical, we are to understand that these are no ordinary vinegar tasters but are instead representatives of the three teachings of China and that the vinegar they're sampling represents the essence of life. The three masters are Confucius, Buddha, and Lao Tse. Lao Tse is, I don't want to say the founder of Taoism, but he's hes the guy who wrote the Tao Te Ching, and this is the guy who's also up for debate if he existed. <laughs> but. It's Confucianism, Buddhism, and Taoism. Those are the three people who are tasting the vinegar. The first master, Confucius, has a sour look on his face. The second, the Buddha, wears a bitter expression. But the third man, the one of Taoism, is smiling. To Confucius, life seemed rather sour. He believed that the present was out of step with the past and that the government of man on earth was out of harmony with the way of heaven. To the Buddha, who is the second figure in the painting, he thought that life on earth was bitter, filled with attachments and desires that lead to suffering. The world was seen as a setter of traps, a generator of illusions, and a revolving wheel of pain for all creatures. To the third man, He saw that the harmony that naturally existed between heaven and earth from the very beginning could be found by anyone at any time. He saw that earth was, in essence, a reflection of heaven run by the same laws. The world was not a setter of traps, but a teacher of rather valuable lessons. The Taoists saw that these laws affected not only the spinning distant planets, but the activities of the birds in the forest and the fish in the sea. Rather than turn away from the world of dust, Taoists advised to join the dust of the world. Its lessons needed to be learned just as its laws needed to be followed. I love this example. (laughs) All three of these guys, different facial expressions, they've all tasted the same thing. And if the vinegar is supposed to represent life and the Taoist is smiling, I got from it that he's just kind of like, yeah, it tastes how it tastes (laughs) like it's just life. That's simply all that there is to it. The Confucius and the Buddhists like wanted it to be a specific way. They had this idea in their head of how it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like. And then they're upset that it's not that way. They're upset that the vinegar is sour or bitter, whereas the Taoist is just like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's just how it tastes. (laughs) this is a beautiful and simple way of explaining how Taoists see some see things they love going with the natural order of things and they understand that things just are the way they are and that is okay they're just saying okay like I don't know why it is what it is and honestly nobody does <laughs> like you can explain something as to why it is the way that it is down to a certain point but when you get to the bottom of your list of why it is the way it is or why you are the way you are at the end of it you're just kind of like i don't know it just this is how it is because that's just how i am That's so much fun i just think that's a really great way to be is knowing that there are things out there that we don't have concrete answers for we don't know everything and so trying to force things to be right or the way they're supposed to be it's like who the fuck is to say how things are supposed to be how do you know like have you been here since the beginning of time i don't (laughs) i don't know about that (laughs) there's also this idea of the law of reversed effort this is when sometimes putting in work moves us farther away from what we're trying to get to the more we push for it the more we try the more we want to have like a positive experience, that can force us to have a negative experience because we're reinforcing that there's a lack of something. But if we're content with what we have and where we're at, then suddenly everything is just a-okay. Like, instead of trying so hard to change it, taking a step back and looking at it and just being like, this is the way that it is. Okay. Like, for example, me living at my parents' house, I was trying and trying and trying to move out. I was like, oh, I could buy a house, but the market was shit. Then I was trying to find a place to rent, but there wasn't really anything that was a great fit. And I kept trying and I was getting more and more upset because I was not finding what I was looking for. And then I took a step back and I was just kind of like, okay, (laughs) I am where I am. I have everything I could need here. I'm not in some terrible place. I have so much to be grateful for. And I'm not finding what I'm looking for out there anyways. I'm trying so hard to look for something. And yet, it's just simply not there. And the more time I spent looking at it that way, instead of reinforcing this lack of what I didn't have, like I didn't have my own office. I don't have this. I don't have this. Like I found a lot of opportunity and a lot of gratefulness in looking at it differently. Same with like sleeping. The more you try to sleep when you can't sleep, the less likely you are to fall asleep. Like when you're sitting there laying in bed at night, you're like, if I could just fall asleep right now, if I could just do this, I need to sleep. I need to go to bed. I need to fall asleep. Then you're freaking out because you can't even sleep. But it's almost like the moment you decide that it's okay that you can't sleep and you're like, well, I guess I'll just be up. A lot of the time you just suddenly fall asleep. Like, same with attraction. People who are really clingy, more often than not, they repel who they're trying to attract. And elusiveness actually attracts people. You're trying so hard. It's like this energy of desperation that's just kind of yucky and uncomfortable. And people are like, no, thank you. Are you not content in your own life without me? Because that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Not as well, like trying so hard. It's repelling. It's reinforcing this lack. When we're focused so much on having this specific outcome or like focusing so much on having a positive experience, being happy, we're trying so hard to be happy and we're preventing other outcomes of happening. We're preventing other results we can end up with anxiety. We try too hard to enjoy ourselves. We're probably not going to enjoy ourselves because we're so fixated on the result. And then that fixation becomes negative. I think this goes really well with happiness. Like forcing happiness doesn't work. Forcing anything a lot of the time doesn't work. It just creates pressure and tension and... All of that needs to be released. So taking a little bit of time and allowing for space between you and that thought that you're having, even saying to yourself, like, I'm having this thought or I am noticing that I'm having this thought. I am noticing that I'm starting to feel this way. It allows you to kind of take a second and put space between you and that thought, you and that emotion And i've talked a lot about spaciousness and movement of things before and i just think it comes through really well here it's so so important to not force yourself to feel differently to not so desperately want to change things or put so much pressure on yourself to change or whatever because it just it doesn't work (laughs) like it might temporarily but it's just like putting a band-aid over something. You're not actually letting it breathe. You're not letting it heal. You're not allowing for things to move naturally. We get so fixated on wanting to be different, wanting to feel different, and we continuously get worse. And it's, it could be so simple to allow these things to come through or to allow space between you and your thoughts so that you can look at those things more objectively and just let them have their own little life. Like, okay, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Just being curious and looking at it differently. You can see it like, okay, this is interesting. You can learn from it, understand it. A lot of it is so, so temporary. Your emotions, your living situation, your job, your weight, your hair color, your car, everything it's so temporary and yet we put so much pressure on changing them and controlling and expecting this really positive result to happen and it's just like these things are here and they have a purpose and you know let them breathe let everything be the way that it is (laughs) this like conscious mind that we have this logical part of our brain this just (laughs) ever going ego It gets in the way so much, and it gets in the way of being able to go with the flow. There's this concept within Taoism called Wu Wei. Wu Wei is effortless action. It's simply a flow state. Once we realize we're in a flow state, we start to hesitate, we question, we begin intellectualizing, and then we try and get it back, but we can't get it back because we're thinking about it too hard (laughs) our conscious mind gets in the way of that a lot intellectualizing anything I think just like makes it so much more difficult intellectualizing thoughts feelings behaviors like not behaviors but like intellectualizing that flow state of action it just it causes so much tension and you don't allow for spaciousness because then you get attached to whatever's happening and you're like oh god now I can't now I can't let it go when somebody asks you to do something maybe you've done it a million times or you just did it like 5 minutes ago so perfectly and then someone asks you to replicate it or do it in front of them or whatever and you just completely fuck it up and you're like I swear I just did it perfectly like <laughs> And it's because you're not in your natural state anymore. Somebody pointed it out what you were doing and it became a challenge. So you get pulled out of that flow state and you're like, wait, now I have to think of everything I was just doing and I don't really even know how I was doing it. I just was. It was just, I was in Wu Wei. (laughs) And Wu Wei comes from knowing our inner nature. A lot of us get stuck in the wrong job, wrong house, wrong marriage, because we don't respect our own inner nature. We don't know our own inner nature. And then we don't know where we belong. And realizing and embracing that everyone has their own inner nature, and knowing that it's so important for you to respect your own inner nature and be integrated with yourself, all of that allows for just compassion and understanding, calmness, patience, flowness. <laughs> what your inner nature is, what it, what feels right for you, is what feels right for you. Not your mom, not your best friend, not your boss, not your dog, not your principal. I don't know. Not your, I almost said president. I don't know. Whoever. <laughs> what works for you is what works for you. And with this idea of embracing uniqueness, it reminds me of the story of the ugly duckling, which is actually an example they give in the Tao of Pooh. And he says, when did he stop feeling ugly? When he realized that he was actually a swan. Each of us has something special inside of us, a swan inside of us, if you will. It's hidden in there. But until we recognize that it is there... What can we do except splash around and thrash around and get stressed out because we don't even know who we are. We don't know where we belong. We have to learn to work with what we've got and what we don't got. And then we do what we can do and we do what works for us. We don't need to be desperate or so combative. And of course, there are things about ourselves that we could get rid of. There are things that need to be changed. There's always potential for growth. And, you know, I think continuously being fluid, like, is a good thing. (laughs) I think a lot of people get stuck in the fact that, like, you have to be a certain way forever. And, like, I just, I don't understand that. I'm like, I learn new things all the time. My perspectives change a lot. Like, I have core values, of course. But, like, we all grow and we change. And we let go of parts of ourselves that we don't need anymore and we unlearn a lot of things and we learn that we don't have to be so hard on ourselves we don't have to hate our way of being useful a lot of us get upset because we're like but i'm not like them and it's like no you're not maybe you can't do exactly what that person can do you know i you know i don't know why i who knows But you have other special talents, and there is a uniqueness about you. And you can do something really special and different because you're you. The book goes on to say that the efficiency of Wu Wei, or without doing, causing, or making, without meddlesome, combative, or egotistical effort, is what it says. The efficiency of Wu Wei is like that of water flowing over and around the rocks in its path not the mechanical straight line approach that usually ends up short-circuiting natural laws, but one that evolves from inner sensitivity to the natural rhythm of things. The surest way to become tense and awkward and confused is to develop a mind that tries too hard, one that thinks too much. I love that quote from the book (laughs) because I am tense, awkward, and confused a lot and it is because my mind overthinks i am definitely an overthinker as i said before i used to have a lot of anxiety and so i would just think so much and it's been really great to learn how to let a lot of that stuff go and i think a lot of us have this overworking mind we have minds that try too hard and so we become tense and uncomfortable and just like (laughs) what? <laughs> and a lot of us just hit this age where we were like, oh, we're just bombarded with all these things of how we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to think, how life is going to go. And we wanted us all to be stamped out in the exact same way, but we're not all the same way. And this is nothing new. Like there's so many videos and memes and people talking about how the system just kind of pushes everybody out to be the exact same way. It rings very true here with Taoism and how knowing your inner nature will help you flow so much more with the natural order of the universe, like just the earth around you. And we've all been so sucked into this, just like I have to do things a certain way and it's caused this huge uproar in mental illness, poor mental health. We're trying so hard, so hard to be a certain way. Like follow steps 1 through 10 and be happy or follow steps 1 through 15 and you'll be a millionaire. It's like, oh my God, you got to make up your own steps. You got to know what works for you. And that overthinking mind, that mind that's working way too hard and trying so hard to force and change and control, it doesn't allow you to be in touch with your inner nature, with that truest part of yourself. The book goes on to talk about what he calls a busy backson, which is like a joke from Winnie the Pooh, but he relates it to all these different sorts of people in life. He talks about Puritans, cowboys, pioneers, and where we are now in modern times. (laughs) And he goes on to say that all of these people who are trying to be busy all the time trying to tell us that there's a reward at the end of the road, there's something waiting around the next corner, you just have to work and push and push and push and, you know, expend all your energy and then the reward is just around the corner. He says that these people who are so busy all the time, the busy back sons, they're very bitter. They're very angry people, <laughs> They have tried their hardest to convince us that there's a great reward waiting for us somewhere as long as we spend our lives working like lunatics and being exactly how they want us to be. And this works against the natural order of things and makes it very difficult to be happy. He goes on to give an example about the Puritans who basically worked themselves to death in the fields without getting much of anything in return for their tremendous efforts. The Puritans were starving until wiser inhabitants of the land showed them a few things about working in harmony with the earth's rhythm. Now you plant, now you relax. Now you work the soil, now you leave it alone. And this is just him showing that relaxing is okay. Having this passivity is okay. Put in some work, relax. Do a little something else, go sit down. Like... Otherwise, you're just constantly pushing and pushing, and you're not going to get the result that you're looking for. He goes on to say, it's not surprising, therefore, that the busy Baxans think of progress in terms of fighting and overcoming. Of course, real progress involves growing and developing, which involves changing on the inside. The last example that I want to give from the book, which is a really great concept within Taoism is awareness. He says, Pooh, what do you like doing best in the world? Well, said Pooh, what I like best. And then he had to stop and think, because although eating honey was a very good thing to do, there was a moment just before you began to eat it which was better than when you were, but he didn't know what it was called. The honey doesn't taste so good once it's being eaten. The goal doesn't mean so much once it is reached. The reward is not so rewarding once it has been given. What would we call that moment before we begin to eat? Some would call it anticipation, but we think it's more than that. We call it awareness, when we become happy and realize it, even if only for an instant. Simply enjoying the process of anything that we're going through every single moment, finding joy and meaning in that. We can stretch that awareness out so that it's no longer a moment, but it could be the whole thing. It could be the entire life. (laughs) And then we can have a lot of fun. When we take the time to enjoy our surroundings and appreciate being alive, we find that we don't have time to be so fucking busy all the time. (laughs) We find joy in so many things and all during that we get to know ourselves more and more and more we take notice of these moments and we allow for space of between our thoughts and all this letting go and when we release a lot and we clear ourselves out we have this emptiness this space which a lot of us are scared of because we think of emptiness as loneliness but emptiness is clearness it's clarity and the more you start to cleanse yourself out of course more stuff is going to come out like come up these old memories and things all this stuff is going to come up but i think that's simply so that we can clean it out and we can give way for this clarity more light shines through when we're clear we get back to zero we get back to our inner child and knowing ourselves society in general for the most part, is trying to do that, trying to start over, like start new, be clear and clean and make things sacred again, understand the joys in life and all of the simplicity in it as well. We're allowing for beauty and slowness and softness. We're not trying to be busy baxins all the time or get sucked into the machine that was just trying to like stamp us out. We're giving ourselves This opportunity to learn again that we're unique and that we can be free. We are free. We're fearless, brave, we're confident, we're fun, we're silly, we're beautiful. We just got to clear out. (laughs) Life is a struggle. There is pain and hurt and it sucks hard sometimes, but it's a beautiful struggle. Instead of focusing on the result, being so focused on getting somewhere else, being something else, feeling different, let it go. Just (laughs) be present. Practice these ideas of going with the flow, being in your natural state, knowing what that natural state is for you, and knowing that what's right for you is right for you, and that things just are the way they are. As an individual, the best thing to do is to grow and develop internally. And then bringing that to other people and like showing that light to other people. And then all of us could be just free, loving, beautifully clear and peaceful human beings. (laughs) Wouldn't that be so great? I love all these concepts in Taoism. That was a really like quick kind of rundown. I had so much more I could have talked about but I think Taoism is something that is best experienced on your own because these epiphanies, these revelations, all these concepts are going to hit people differently and things will connect more with you than they did with me or you know however that works so this was a very simple hopefully somewhat quick <laughs> way of talking about Taoism and you can only do you can't control anything else for the most but you can barely control yourself what makes you think you control everything else <laughs> Oh, but anyways, I have gained a lot of perspective from this and I hope you did as well. And just surrender to the unknown. Take that pressure off yourself. I really hope this helps you and give yourself that space for growth and give your thought space, all of that great stuff. <laughs> so there is that for you guys.